This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, We're still reading Matt's letter. Matt is, of course, uh, one of our delightful uh, Patreon subscribers. Um, Also, I'd like to welcome aboard Elizabeth uh, and thank her for joining. Um, Also, shout outs to Kim and Jess and Bert and Carl and everyone who's uh, jumped on board, um, who's listening to these a week in advance. Well, not really, like a day. Um, oh, this episode's a week in advance because this is the Friday one. <laughs> and they get it on Sunday. Um, it's, it's a very strange situation. I don't know what goes on with this podcast. Um, also, uh, we're no longer with the Sans Pants radio network. Uh, so, there may be no ads anymore. I don't know what's going on down today, cast. Um, I'm sure that... <laughs> You know, something will happen. Uh, but yeah, uh, so anyone who is with, uh, who's part of the Patreon, thank you so much for um, basically keeping this ship afloat because you're the only ones at the moment. Um, but there may be ads. Who knows? It might. They might turn up at some point. Uh, if if you don't hear an ad, it means I'm running low on cash. <laughs> uh, anyway. Thank you for being here, everyone. It's uh, for over 750 episodes. I absolutely appreciate every one of you. Um, And I would like to, before I get back onto Matt's letter, talk about, um, I know some people were upset by, uh, you know, the way I went on hiatus before. And when I said I couldn't let go of a comment that was made, it was a positive comment. It was... uh, like uh, a suggestion for something and I wanted to do it. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah, and I should do this and I should do that. And it just kind of started, and I just started to make more work for myself inside my own head. Um, 
which is something that I do because I love doing this stuff. But, you know, it doesn't really pay the bills uh, in the way that, you know, my regular job does. Um, Like, this really is just for fun. And when fun becomes kind of all-consuming, I have to have a little break from it because it's like, ah, yeah, actually sacrificing some time that I really do need to spend doing my job. Um, And, you know, I've been a uni student. Uh, I didn't go. I've got one more class to do at university, but I... I quit. Like, it wasn't just you guys. I quit uni this semester as well. Like, I got on a leave of absence. Um, and we took a few weeks off the Mariah Carey podcast. And, yeah. So, there's there's been a bunch of things. Like, it's, it's not just you guys. Uh, but thank you for sticking around, those of you who are still here. And thank you for, um, you know, st- re- remaining Patreon subscribers even through all of this. Uh, so, I really appreciate it. Um, anyway, uh, back to Matt's letter. Um uh, we on to Father's Day, uh, and he says from least favorite, which was the long game, to most favorite. He says it feels like this was the point the season stepped up a gear and started to take itself more seriously. The whole idea that Rose had been planning this from the very beginning, when the Doctor had first mentioned the TARDIS travels in times, add a com- adds a complexity to her, a more devious side, and rounds her out as more intelligent than we've given credit for up until now. It's also a neat demonstration of exactly what happens when you try to meddle with fixed points in time, which we've heard so much about over the years, and the image of the TARDIS being nothing more than just a box was truly frightening. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that moment. Oh, because I remembered like the big things in the sky that came and, you know, <laughs> sucked people up. Just went, uh, you're out of the timeline now. Um, and that car constantly going around the block and the inevitability of that. Like, oh, that is one of my favorite kind of storytelling uh not tricks, but, you know, or tropes, but yeah, it's like a a thing in storytelling where you kind of go, oh no, this has to happen and it's the worst thing in the world. Um, It's just like, but it's the only way they're going to survive or it's the only way they're going to get through this. And it is just, oh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Um, It is just, oh, I I love Father's Day. It is just beautifully written. Um, I think it's, it's a really yeah like matt says it it kind of really does elevate the show and the fact that the doctor's not in it for half of it like he goes missing for a great deal of the story and you know that little pocket universe just starts to collapse in on itself and you know is rose going to be trapped there and there's only one way for her to get out and it's just oh it's the worst it's horrible and i love it um but yeah, just it, and also it's you know it's something that we haven't really seen in Doctor Who before this series is are the emotional stakes. Um, you know, so much of the classic series is you know the Doctor getting angry at stupid bureaucracy <laughs> and that kind of thing. Like that's about as emotional as things get. Or Sarah grabbing up her stuffed owl and then traipsing out the door when she leaves. Um, but yeah, this is oh, it is heartbreaking and it's beautiful. It is it is great. And also, we get some wacky Jackie '80s hair, amazing hair on on Jackie. Um, 
But yeah, oh yeah, so good. Thank you, Matt. Oh yeah, I can see why this is one of your faves. It's great. Um, on to the empty child and the doctor dances or dances if you're in Adelaide or the UK. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt says again, amongst the best episodes of the new series so far, introducing us to so many elements that would become important to the series in the future. Captain Jack, the concept of the Doctor dancing, of course, the debut of Stephen Moffat performing part one of his future job interview. <laughs> Uh, there's a book to be written about the Doctor's presence in World War II. Is this the most visited period in history? Almost every incarnation is out there somewhere in the Malay. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? Like, because they refused to go back to World War II during the classic series until um, McCoy, I think, was the first one to kind of go there, really. Because it was seen as too recent. Um, I mean... 1963, it was not even 20 years since the war had finished when the show started. That is quite mind-blowing. Like, that is like when you think of, oh, so when Doctor Who started in 1963, the the end of World War II was as recent as Rose is for us now. Um, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? That kind of makes you go, wow. Because uh, the war is a long time ago. Um, it's like 80, 90 years. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, the World War II is fun. Like, I know I've told you about my favourite um, Connie Willis book. Um, well, books, really. Blackout and All Clear, which I've read twice, even though they're over a thousand pages. I just love the... That kind of crazy milieu of the Blitz. It's it's an exciting but also terrifying time. It's um yeah it's 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 quite berserk, but uh, yeah I, I I mean the Doctor keeps going back to World War Two from here on in. Stephen Moffat especially is obsessed with it. Um, he sends the Daleks to World War Two. <laughs> the doctor kills Hitler. <laughs> like, it becomes a whole thing. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, it is fun. It is, it is quite, I remember being, this was the one that I was like, uh, Doctor Who is scary. Like I was a little bit unnerved by the ghosty one. Um, and Father's Day was scary for, you know, kind of emotional reasons as opposed to being like a terrifying situation. But the gas mask virus that was too much. Like the cut on the back of the hand, old mate one foot in the grave turning into the gas mask monster saying, are you my mummy as this, at the end of the episode or the, all the gas masks asking, are you my mummy as they descend on the, like it is a lot. It's terrifying. Uh, also, I mean, we'd had kind of a cliff over, a cliff over, a cliff, hangover cliff. What? Cliffhanger. <laughs> I'd get to cliff over. I was trying to say cliffhanger and I immediately thought of hangover, which I haven't had one of those for over 10 years. Um, and it just <laughs> got to cliff over. <laughs> anyway, there's a cliffhanger. But yeah, the cliffhanger in the Aliens of London and World War Three was like, there was like lots of things happening. It was like trying to be four cliffhangers at once. Um, but this was just like, I'm terrified. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yuck. Uh, well, oh, I just want to thank everyone again for being here during my 750th week. <laughs> 
Um, we'll continue Matt's missives. He's gone on to heaps of other series in the next week of episodes. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.